This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of May 17th. In this episode, I'll discuss four MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first report describes how COVID-19 vaccination rates in rural counties were lower compared with urban counties. The second report highlights how child care facilities in Washington, D.C. were able to reduce COVID-19 spread by using a combination of prevention measures. A third report underscores how elementary schools with improved ventilation and mask requirements for teachers and staff helped slow the spread of COVID-19. And the final report describes how COVID-19 testing in Utah high schools helped them continue in-person instruction and extracurricular activities. Approximately 60 million people in the United States live in rural counties, representing almost one-fifth of the population. In September 2020, COVID-19 incidents in rural counties surpassed that in urban counties. Rural communities often have more residents who are over 65 years of age, who do not have health insurance, who have underlying medical conditions or disabilities, and who have limited access to healthcare facilities with intensive care capabilities. As a result, residents of rural communities might be more likely to get sick or die from COVID-19 than residents of urban communities. To better understand differences in COVID-19 vaccination coverage in urban and rural communities, CDC analyzed vaccination data for people aged 18 and older who received either their first dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech or Moderna COVID-19 vaccines or a single dose of Johnson & Johnson Janssen's COVID-19 vaccine. As of April 10, 2021, 46% of urban residents had received COVID-19 vaccine, while only 39% of rural residents had received the vaccine. Getting a COVID-19 vaccine is an important step to protect yourself, your family, and your community. Public health practitioners should continue collaborating with local health care providers, pharmacies, and community leaders to improve vaccine access and confidence in rural areas. The next three reports highlight how child care facilities and schools throughout the country were able to reduce COVID-19 spread by implementing comprehensive prevention measures. From July through December 2020, about one out of four child care facilities in Washington, D.C. reported at least one COVID-19 case. Outbreaks in just 6% of licensed D.C. child care facilities accounted for almost half of all cases in child care facilities. More than half of those people were teachers or other staff. Facilities were more likely to have a COVID-19 outbreak if symptomatic people delayed getting tested for more than three days. Symptom monitoring is critical for early detection, diagnosis, and isolation to reduce facility outbreaks. More than 20% of COVID-19 cases were in asymptomatic people, and most of these were children. Similar to outbreaks reported in school settings, those associated with child care facilities including outbreak-associated cases, remained low. 
timely reporting of cases and use of multiple prevention strategies, including vaccination, masking, physical distancing, cohorting, and symptom screening are important to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in child care facilities and to facilitate a timely public health response to prevent outbreaks. Mask requirements for teachers and staff, as well as improved ventilation in schools, are important strategies that elementary schools can implement to prevent COVID-19 spread until vaccines are available for children younger than 12 years. A new Georgia Department of Public Health and CDC study compared COVID-19 incidence rates in schools according to the school's prevention strategies, including mask requirements and ventilation improvements. Investigators used data from a survey of Georgia elementary schools that opened for in-person learning in fall 2020. Rates of COVID-19 were 37% lower in schools that required teachers and staff to wear masks and 39% lower in schools that improve ventilation. Increasing universal and correct mask use is an important, relatively simple, and low-cost COVID-19 prevention strategy for schools. Mask requirements and ventilation improvements are part of a multi-layered approach to help reduce the spread of COVID-19 in elementary schools and allow students to continue in-person learning. Masks are still recommended by CDC for adults and children in schools, regardless of vaccination status. While this report focused on mask use and increased ventilation in schools, the next report describes how COVID-19 testing in Utah high schools help them maintain in-person instruction and extracurricular activities. In Utah, health and school partners implemented two routine school-based COVID-19 testing programs. The testing programs, called Test to Play and Test to Stay, were used to identify COVID-19 infections early to allow participation in extracurricular activities and continue in-person school instruction. The Test to Play program required participants to be tested every 14 days to participate in extracurricular activities and was implemented in two-thirds of Utah public high schools. The second program, called Test to Stay, was used in 13 high schools and used school-wide testing to allow continued in-person instruction during COVID-19 outbreaks, rather than transitioning to remote instruction. During November 2020 through March 2021, nearly 60,000 students were tested for COVID-19 in these programs by trained school staff members using rapid antigen testing. Nearly 1,900 students with COVID-19 infections were identified. The testing program allowed about 95% of more than 11,000 extracurricular winter athletic events to be completed. Among the 13 high schools with testing, more than 100,000 student days of in-person instruction were saved. Implementing school-based COVID-19 testing as part of a comprehensive prevention strategy helps identify COVID-19 infections in schools, enabling early isolation of cases and quarantine of contacts, which helps schools continue in-person instruction and extracurricular activities. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, Go to cdc.gov slash MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. 
stay safe, and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.